Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in January of 2021. And welcome to episode 31, If We Ruled the Math Block. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, (laughs) one can only dream. (laughs) This week, we want to give a shout out to our friends that have been so supportive of our podcast. And I mean like personal friends that we know that really are educators too. Yes. (laughs) But they call us or text us Mm -hmm. and tell us what they love about a week that week's episode or a different week's episode and we just want to say thank you for all your love and support yes thank you so much and they've reached out and asked questions yes and continued the conversation which is always i mean you know we love talking about math can <laughs> oh, you tell and giving us feedback yes. for future things which is so exciting so exciting all right our reflection right now did you find out if your students know about the arrows on the number line i did just today (laughs) actually i asked them perfect timing and wait that wasn't pre-planned people no (laughs) uh no they do not they did not okay when i asked what does this arrow on this side mean and this one uh one answer was they're the starting and ending points Okay. All right. So I, you know, we, we had the conversation Good. of, well, <laughs> it's an arrow. Somebody did finally say. finally say it's it means that it continues. Okay. And I said, yeah, not only does it continue, but it goes on forever. <laughs> right. And we talked about, we even talked a little bit about what is it beyond zero uh, to, the, to left. the left. Because, <laughs> you know, in fifth grade, we don't talk about integers. Yet, right. Right, yet. But they will see them next, next year. year. My reflection this week, I wanted to just kind of tell everybody that we put a lot of thought a lot into creating our number line number sense routines which we posted last week on twitter and our facebook and our website and on youtube we want you listener to know that we were very intentional on the numbers that we chose yes and we kind of tried to do it so that they become more difficult as you go the first ones are easier the last ones are more complex complex good they are yes (laughs) but yes we did put a lot of thought and a lot of work into them and we've already gotten some suggestions Mm -hmm. for what to do next on our next set which it's gonna come out later like (laughs) people come on you know yeah we're gonna we're gonna work on it that's right but yeah i would i it is a lot of work to think about them it really really is and you can't if you're trying to create something like this yourself try to do it with someone yep two sets of eyes are so much better than one set of eyes right and the way that you know find someone that you can that gets your brain (laughs) the way you get my brain but it, it works so much better when you can collaborate it did because Mm -hmm. you would write something and i'd say oh this one's good because blah 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 or oh this one no let's change it to this because this doesn't quite 
you know, yeah. work that way. All right, our good news this week. I want to just start with saying we did the mystery number line. High five. Yes. <laughs> In class today, and the kids were so oh, excited. I can't they were like, and, and at the end, they were like, are we going to do another one? And I said, well, we have to go to lunch. <laughs> Darn. Not today, but we will tomorrow. And they're like, yes. They were so excited. See? So excited. And what did they get from it? Like, what was the big takeaway, you think? And maybe maybe ask them tomorrow, first right. thing. What was your biggest, why are you so excited about this? Yeah. You know? I will. I will. I think for me, the takeaway that I got was that they, they really don't know where these numbers are on the number line. Mm-hmm. The first hint was the number is between 0 and 50. Mm-hmm. And one student responded with 55. <sighs> yep. Which happened to me right. before. So the discussion is obviously, well, if it's between zero, zero and 50, right. that doesn't mean greater than 50, right? And right? that was the language that I used with yeah. the kids. I said, well, is 55 greater than or less than 50? It wasn't 55, what I did, right. but basically the same kind of information. So I tried to use that precise mathematical vocabulary language all the time. Yeah. And I just, I'm also thinking, you know, what a great conversation around range and low end and high, you know, all of those things. Just so much vocab that comes in with all these number lines. Let me ask you a question, Mm -hmm. which I didn't, we didn't plan this yet. So this is right on the spot. Yeah. When you talk about the range of zero to 50, you say, and I've heard you say between. Do you include zero and 50? No. Neither do I. No. But I feel like sometimes in textbooks or something, they do. do, That's wrong, right? Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. Because when you say between, you could say anything greater than zero, which could be, I don't care, one one thousandth. Right. Up to 49.99999, you know? Yeah, don't you have to say like inclusive when you say that, right? Zero to 50 inclusive. Right, because between means all the stuff. Yes. Not including those. Like 1 to 49, really. Right. Yeah. Whole numbers, if we're talking about whole numbers. Right, right, whole numbers. Which, that's what we were talking about. Okay. But yeah, it was interesting, and especially when they saw the purple tick mark Uh on there, and they... You mean where the mystery number is? Where the mystery number is, after the second or third hint, hint, Mm -hmm. and... Their estimates were still way Beyond. off. Oh. Yeah, either too close to the midpoint mm-hmm. or too far off. Like they didn't see because it was almost. All right, but this halfway. is only the. I know, the, but it's still it's fifth graders. I know, but you know what? Every time you do this, they're gonna get better at oh, it. Oh, totally, totally. I, I have you faith. Know? It's just it's it's just interesting. Yes, and disheartening at because the, yeah, we, all at the same time yeah. because we would think fifth graders have red number lines for long enough time but obviously they don't like them because they got all your groans at the beginning i wonder if this is going to change their minds now i think so i think so because you it's more game format right right Right. some kind of you know clue thing my good news which is really our good news yes we got to analyze some clicks and some information from our website oh M-G. We have had people from all over the world. So cool. Get our stuff. Yeah. And visit our website. Yes. This is just a few, okay? The United States, well, I would think so. And Canada, because, you know, we're right there. Right. Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, 
the UK, and India. People, we... <laughs> what? What? We want you to please, please tag us on Twitter, especially with a picture of whatever number line, number sense routine, yes. which we know that's a mouthful, is, that you're doing with yes. your kids. We want to see what's happening and where. Put in the tweet, please, what country you are from. And if you want to even be more specific than that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, city or whatever. Because we actually found out, we could find out a little more about just the United States. We went down into states. Yes. And we were yeah, kind of blown away. Right, all the different states. I think we counted... 14 or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe it was 15. We'll, yeah. we'll go in the middle. <laughs> we'll go right in the middle. <laughs> Look at you using your number sense. Look at that. <laughs> okay, our topic for this week, listeners, is if we ruled the math block. Mm-hmm. And we, why did we choose to talk about this this week? I think it's difficult when you're trying to figure out what to do when you're, you know what not to do, right? but you're not sure what to do. Okay. Does that make sense? Perfect. And I completely followed that. Yeah. It, <laughs> it took me a while, you know, I've, it's been five years now teaching fifth grade. It took me a while to really, and I always play with my schedule too. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me try it this way. Mm-hmm. Let me try this. Any given day looks different than the day before. Right. It's not like I have to stop at this certain time or do this or move on to this thing next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, that's you're just an experimenter. Because, you, right. You I'm jump. a jumper. Right. And that's the thing. I, I, think, right, right. I think it looks different for everybody. But I always want to see what's going on in other classrooms. Mm-hmm. And I think as teachers, we don't get the opportunity to do that. But thank God now, at right. least we do with social media right. or technology. Right, but that's like, I, I want to know. You know, uh-huh. I'm curious. I want to know how how other teachers structure their block. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to do this topic, you know, if we ruled the math block, because I want people to also dream mm-hmm. and hopefully like take away some hope from yes. this episode that you know what, why don't you close your door and just do it. And you know, right. if somebody walks in, you can go back to the schedule that's right. handed to you to say, you need to do this for this many minutes and this for this right. many minutes. And right. ay, ay, ay. Okay, so if it was your math block and it had no bearing on what administration yeah. said. Yeah, I want to start first though. I think I need to start out okay. and then zoom in a little bit more. Okay. Because, and this was the other thing. And listeners, we didn't compare our lists. No. Yet. In addition, I also saw this thread. It was a conversation that was happening this weekend over Twitter. Okay. It was started by at Izzy Teaches on Twitter. And her question was, using your radical imagination, what are crucial elements you would include in a design for a school? Oh, well, when I win the gazillion dollar lottery, (laughs) which... Hopefully will be, is it tonight and tomorrow night or the night? I don't know. It's the next two nights. we got the Powerball and the Mega Millions and I bought one ticket of each. I'm like, listen, that's all you need. One ticket to win. So at Izzy Teaches, we will connect because I'm going to build my own school (laughs) and then we can design whatever we want. Yeah. And then hopefully you'll be willing to move to Florida. (laughs) I think she's in New York. So I don't know. But there were, it was really interesting to see all these teachers respond to that to that question and let me tell you teachers are brilliant some of, of the things they are. <laughs> some of the things that they came up with i'm like i would and i tweeted this i would work at any one of those schools nice. that was posted because it really is 
it would be so much better. Mm -hmm. And one suggestion was instead of having, you know, curriculum that kids progress through or work through in a in a grade year, mm-hmm. to have it as like modules that they complete and okay. then each module builds on the next, right? Wouldn't that make uh, more sense? Kind of at does. their own rate. Uh-huh. At their own rate. And I'm pointing to my t-shirt because my t-shirt says, We all, we all grow, grow at, at, at different, different rates. rates. Right. Ugh. You know, that would make more sense. Yeah. So the big goal would be something like that. But, you know, smaller than that, working (laughs) inside my class, I think I have seen, and I think this year especially has really shown me how important and how much I love small groups. Okay. Because of my inability to do them effectively. This year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so difficult to get kids to talk. And I didn't realize truly how much I do that in my class. And listeners, I just want to let you know, in case you don't know, we, in our district, we are teaching hybrid. And our hybrid means we're teaching virtual and face-to-face kids at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So one thing in my math block, I wrote down no textbook, of course. Yeah, no textbook. You know, I had to blow the dust off before I sent them home in March. Mm -hmm. There would be white books everywhere. Yeah. And people, I will put that in the show notes so that you can go to whitebook.com and see what we're talking about. They're portable whiteboards. I think that's probably more cost effective than having an entire wall or walls full. And plus, what if teachers want to put something up? Like, don't you want to be able to put something on the wall? No, I mean, after using the whitebooks, I wish that I had more wall space because I don't uh have a lot. uh And then secondly, I also wish that I just had whiteboards around the entire room. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it, the rest of it is is not relevant, you no. know? It really isn't. You know, two, <clears throat> three years ago when I was in the room with our friend Kathy that mm-hmm. we used to teach with, we were sharing a room. And so I kind of had to divide the room and I took one of the rolling cabinets and turned it turned it sideways and I had a white book on the back yeah. of the rolling cabinet. Right. Obviously, I put the brakes on so that the kids had another place because I didn't have a lot of wall space right. then. Right now, there would be manipulatives everywhere. Yes. Anything the kids needed to use as a tool to help them discover things. Right. They would be there. Yeah. Another thing would be no lecture format. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher, I've seen where even the teacher's desk is in the middle of the classroom instead of on a side. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that just like takes away from everyone has to be looking at me at the same time. That's called defronting the room. Defronting. Yes, you're taking away the front of the room. Yeah. And really, I'm even thinking back pre-COVID, last year I had my desk as far away as I possibly could in like a corner and the front section of the room had tables and the back section of the room had carpet and my easel. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just saying front and back to give you an idea. Right. And the white books were everywhere so that the kids, there was really never, you know, go to the front of the room. It would be go to the table area, go to the carpet area. Yeah. But also where the door is. I think that, that just also says to kids, oh, here's the front of the room, right? Right, right. So I I think we can't get away with all of that. Right. Okay, so piggybacking on yours, I put with with the whole like no lecture, collaboration Mm -hmm. by the kids, but also independent think time and 
student communication, meaning we go through the five practices. Well, they don't, I do, with um, organizing and sequencing and, and selecting and saying, okay, can you share this part? And can you share where the kids do the talking, mm-hmm. right? Bill, draw, write, think, and talk. Yes. And this is another big one, that everything is kid-created. The ideas are from the kids. Yes. The strategies are from yes. the kids. Patterns are from the kids. Yes. Everything is from the kids. Okay, done. Yeah. I also, I like the same kind of thing with the collaboration piece. Pose a question, but then let them... Do the work. Do the work and discover right yes. and how are you going to problem solve and if that means that we're on the same question after day 3 then we're on the same question after day 3 i think the teachers at my school are getting much more comfortable if they invite me in cuz as a coach it's nicer to be invited right when they invite me in they see that if i go through one or two or maybe three problems in 30 minutes i think they're getting more comfortable seeing that because we want to go for quality over quantity absolutely okay i also wrote down cra so kids could have yes. the concrete stuff with the manipulatives some kind of drawing representation and the numbers the abstract yeah. and that even in the math block all assessments would be one-on-one I how great that. would that be that would be I mean, come sit with me. Yep. Let's talk about this. Yep. But I'm also seeing your work all around the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wrote no standardized assessments. Oh, for yes. sure. Those okay. are out. Those has to be. Those have to be out because exactly what you said. You get so much more from sitting with a, a student and having them talk. And what than does what does assess mean? To sit next to. To sit beside. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that that yeah. You. It's just so much more valuable mm-hmm. than a paper pencil. Mm. assessment I did write two other things it's going to be fun and it's going to be yes. noisy yes <laughs> that's how my room is anyway <laughs> yeah but I feel like it hasn't been this year you You're know right. it's really been a struggle mm-hmm. it really has of course there also has to be some time to build number sense Ugh. obviously obviously and I think that the majority of my day would be built building number sense yes not just with like the curriculum that you're trying to, the content of that day mm-hmm. or, you know, the topic of that day, but of everything before, of previous things. So, you know, number lines and and doing challenges and puzzles and games. Yes. Ken Ken. We love Ken Ken. Oh my it's gosh. one of my love favorites. Ken Ken. Yeah. All of those things. I think that that increases their engagement, but also makes them better math thinkers. And they're not just doing worksheets. Yeah. The quote exercises, you know, those practice problems. Listeners, your challenge for this week is to think about if you ruled your math block, what would it look like in your classroom? Yeah. And please let us know. Yeah, we- I feel like we've definitely missed some things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure right. we what have. What have we missed? We've definitely missed oh, some things. See, what just came to mind? Color. There would be color in the mm. room, right? Yes. And not just color everywhere, but patterns of things. Yes. Or, I don't know, when you write on your board... Do you use different colors? Yes. How many? As many as I can get a hold of. Okay. Like you're talking about my whiteboard or my smart board? Both. Yeah, I mean, I flip I flip through my colors often. A lot. A lot. And I think, again, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to dig up this research, but three. Three colors. Right. Is the maximum. For like, I know for like an anchor chart, it's, it's three. like three. Yeah. Right. For, and graphics, even graphics. Right, visually, three is you don't want any more than three. Right, because think about all the popular logos that are out yes. there. Yes, 
It's like two or three. Two or three. Mm -hmm. You got it. We can't wait to see what you all write to us. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.